Did you know that Game Pass or Pass is brought to you for free because of Spotify for podcasters? It's a totally free platform and you can make a podcast today for free. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. And if you think about taking your podcast to the next level with a video podcast, Spotify can help you too. With Spotify for podcasters, you can also earn money in a variety of ways that includes ads and podcast subscriptions. So what are you waiting for? Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcast to get started right now. Now time for a very blind episode of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service and tell you which games to pass under your friends, which games to simply pass on by. It is episode 26, and today we're going to be talking about Ori and the Blind Forest in preparation for Ori and the Will of the Wisps. So this is your first time joining us. I am Corey, and I am joined by my trusty co-host, Basher. You introduced us like this. Yeah, is, this I'm is, on it. Wow, this is like the first episode all over again. I am on it. Did we? I, I'm. There's no way the first episode we remembered that. <laughs> There's no way. No, no way. I think no. you're right. <laughs> so, but yeah, interesting. I was gonna say. Now you threw me off. Yes, we're gonna be talking about Ori and the Blind Forest. But before that, gotta do a little housekeeping. If you're listening to us, why don't you give us a rating? On whatever podcast service that you're listening to us on. Stitcher, we're on there. Spotify, we're on there too. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Republic, Pocket Cast, we're on all of them. Give us a rating. It really helps us out so we can get to more people and more people can spread the love that is Game Pass. And we can take this show on the road, do a live. Talking gigs. Talking gigs, ladies and gentlemen. But... Without further ado, let's talk about Ori and the Blind Forest. The details of this game are the developer is Moon Studios, who is known for making Ori and the Blind Forest. I heard of that game. That's it. That's their only game. So without going too much into Moon Studios, it's kind of a, uh, a passion project for a couple of developers that really wanted to sort of work together. And what came of that was Ori and the Blind Forest. So there you go. And they will also be known for Or in the Will of the Wisps. So there you go. Uh, this game is regularly priced at $19.99. It's available on PC, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. This was one of those weird things where uh, they ported the game to a Nintendo system, even though this is technically a Microsoft-owned IP, from what I understand. So uh, cross-play, not really a thing, because there is no multiplayer or anything like that. Uh, DLC, there is DLC technically, but... I guess we should preface this by saying we were playing Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition, which is technically a re-release of Ori and the Blind Forest, has some new content and of the likes. But you cannot get the DLC specifically for 
Ori and the Blind Forest. They basically re-released the game, and the only way you can get the new content is by getting the definitive edition, but it was only a $5 upgrade if you had it. So, But if you're a Game Pass subscriber, it is the definitive edition. So there you go. Uh, and this game is not Xbox One X enhanced, unfortunately, for you X owners out there. This one came out a little too early. But the sequel, Will the Wisps, will be Xbox One enhanced. So we'll talk about that next week. But so in preparation for, is this Microsoft's first big game this year? Guess it is, isn't it? Uh, wait, is it? Yeah. Hey, yeah, it's just, I forgot. It's February. It's just, I mean, not February. It's just like March. Yeah. This, yeah, is, the, so. this is the big one. The games are happening now. So this is Microsoft's, uh, I, I, this wasn't, but the sequel will be. So I don't, yeah. Point is, is in preparation for that game, we decided to go back to Ori and the Blind Forest, which I was a big fan of at the time. Uh, I remember that you were a fan, but you were not smitten with it the way the rest of us were. So now it's time to go back, reminisce, look at the beauty, and let's talk about Ori and the Blind Forest. Well, first off, I got to say, uh, it's it, it, it feels good to uh, play a game where they take it slow in the beginning to introduce the story and the characters, but it's not too slow and it's not too boring. A lot of times it starts off with a sense of, uh, of like, here's a, here's a long cut scene followed by then, then a um, a walking section and a following section is like no, this game takes this time to get started and brings you into the world. And I, I actually I really do appreciate that. Yeah, so I guess to preface it a little bit, I probably should have done this. So this is a two D Metroidvania, um, so it has a very unique art style. And on that uh, topic, so yeah, like Ori is very good about. It's a very striking game. I mean, it has a visual style that is not really um, the closest thing that I can think of is like a Rayman Legends. Uh, it's got a very it's cartoonish, but it, it's got a very uh, pastel look almost to it. Yeah, I so, mean, I would I wouldn't even compare it. It's so uh, kind of unique, I think. Right. So it so it and it it strikes you with that, and then it's sort of like you said it 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 sort of introduces you to the the world and it, it it focuses on topics of that are kid friendly and stuff like that about friendship and family and and friends and stuff like that but it doesn't do it in a way that is is uh you know belittling to you you know as an adult you're still going to understand and have the feels you know it's, it's not made for children but it can be uh experienced by everyone kind of thing so but what it, but when like you were talking about at the beginning it also sort of those moments kind of let you get used to the controls because this game is not easy by any means. This game is not, um, it's not, and the it, thing it, is it's not, deceptive. Like it, right. it looks really nice and cuddly and fun. And then you start playing the game and the game just starts kicking your butt. <laughs> so yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like it's, it, it starts to get difficult. It's like, like it doesn't start off that way. It's very, it's very, it's very nice and it's very sweet. It's like it's like the sour patch sour patch kids commercial was like first they're sour then they're sweet but it's just like the other way around like right. first it's sweet and then it's like real sour yeah uh, it, it, it wants to that's probably the thing I appreciate most about this game is that the gameplay is super tight and it it will hold your hand in the beginning just to let you know like get used to the controls and the, and the world and, and, and the mechanics, but 
once this game lets you go, it really lets you go. And it doesn't take forever in a day to do that, to do it either. It's not one of those Final Fantasy issues where it's like, well, 13 hours in and then the game opens up. It's like, you know, this game opens up rather quickly and you learn rather quickly that there's certain jumps you can't make or without uh, ex- without uh, extreme uh, attention to detail. And then there's like some enemies that you need to like think twice about. Yeah, it definitely, I, I think what I admire about it is that it, it doesn't hold your hand like you said, but it also isn't afraid to sort of beat you down a little bit. Um, and it does that by introducing, like you said, enemies and obstacles and stuff like that to where, you know, it, it makes you learn very quickly that you're going to make mistakes and you're going to make a lot of them and that's okay. Um, because they want you to be good at it. They don't want to hold your hand. So it, it's, it's kind of a bold move to do that because a lot, I think a lot of people could sort of bounce off that idea very quickly. Uh, but I think this game does it in a way that is... It, it it doesn't just beat you down to the point. It's not like a Dark Souls where it, it's I don't want to say unfair because that's the debate for that game. But it, it reminds the me more of like a game, <laughs> it's more of a a Mario style to where it's like it, it wants you to understand what you did wrong. You know, it, it always gives you the the options. It gives you it lays it out for you, and it always is building upon itself by using the skills that you've already learned and the skills that you learn along the way. Because so like you know at, at first you can't you can't really do anything but jump. And then they slowly introduce combat, which is the combat in this game is pretty basic. Uh, you've got almost like a, a spark attack and you press that and it sort of seeks onto the enemy and stuff. So it's very simple things like jumping and, and basic attacks. But then they start adding in like wall climbing and then double jump. And then uh, you can hang on to the walls and then you can sort of use different uh, projectiles to dash off, off of them. And then in the definitive edition, they actually added a dash in general. Uh, the original version did not have the dash, so they add that as well kind of thing. So in, in in a true Metroidvania style, it's always sort of building upon itself, but it does it in a way that I think where some Metroidvanias fall short is that it, it sort of throws too much at you, and then you're not really using all of your abilities, whereas this game is constantly testing all of the abilities that you've learned or learned in a, in a way that by the end, when you get there, you, you feel like you have grown and evolve and, and not not just the character but you you feel like you have a better understanding of the game and, and the controls and all you know basically from start to finish you're going to use everything that you've learned which is something that's a lot of these games just sort of miss i guess is what i'm trying to say but and, and i think going on a tangent but i feel like i i think it's just because i watched a video on this just about a month and a half ago um the term metroidvania at what point do we need to start describing that to people because if you grew up in if you were born in the 80s played games in the 90s then sure you know what that means it's metroid meets castlevania but if you didn't that describes nothing i i i personally like the term pathfinder a pathfinder game i've actually liked that term way more be not only for that reason but i i'm always more offended that it's a Metroidvania when Metroid did it first. Like, <laughs> Castlevania didn't do it to the PlayStation, and Metroid was doing it on the NES and the Super NES. Okay, so this is a Metroid-style game, let's be honest. Right, that's basically um, right. I, I, I agree with that completely, actually. But that's that's just me. Uh, but yeah, I, a Pathfinder game. Um, 
And and I only bring that up because, like I like I said, if you've never played Metroid or Castlevania, it's one of those games where like uh, it's, it's like one of our earlier games that we that we played, um, uh, Yoku, Yoku's Island, where it's basically um, filling out the map essentially, right? And each area is brand new and it has brand new paths and ways to get to those paths and you have to upgrade your abilities and use your ability to the best of to the best of your um ability to 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 get there uh there's a lot of tough jumps in this game that again there aren't they're brutal in all the right ways because although you can fail there's a system in this game where you can kind of drop a save point wherever you want or respawn point essentially and i think that just that small little addition to the game elevates this game in ways where other games fall short. So, like, for example, if you get to a spot where you know this is going to be a, t- a tough series of jumps, you can drop a sort of respawn point so that if you end up dying there, you'll, you'll respawn right where you want to respawn. And now you can just keep trying that over and over again until you get it right. And once you get right. it right, you feel a sense of true accomplishment. As opposed to other games that call themselves difficult, whereas if you miss that jump, well, you have to start back at the next predetermined checkpoint or the beginning of the level. And it's like, that's excessive. So I think they really bridge the gap in terms of difficulty in this game by allowing certain things like the like your, like your own custom respawn points so that people can play this game at their own pace. Yeah, and it's a preface it that it, it, you literally can't do it whenever you want, but the 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 system uh, that's a lot. You can do it whenever you want, but it requires energy. Right. Um but the game is pretty lenient with its energy kind of thing. So you can't spam it, but you know, but just just to preface that, I don't want people to think that oh, I can just save wherever I want. No, it's not like that. Um but no. So yeah, no, I agree with that in terms of yeah, and it's and it goes back to the thing about being fair of it, there was definitely when I'm playing this game, sometimes I will forget to save. And like, I get to a part that I'm like, Oh man, like this is, this looks kind of easy. And then I do something stupid and I fall right. into some spikes and then I'll, it's like, Oh my God, I haven't saved in like 10 minutes and I got to walk. Like, so there's that aspect of it. Um, it can kind of go both ways of you. Yes. You have the freedom to sort of create your own checkpoints wherever you want. Um, but that comes at the cost of, you've got to remember to do it. <laughs> so personally, I'm with you in that. I think it, I think that's to put it on the gamer is the better of the two options um, for that reason. But, but no, yeah, to just, yeah, it's, it's very good at, at, like I said, teaching you the game. So yeah, I, I just, I agree, I guess is what I'm saying. And I, the first time playing this game, I thought I remember liking the music more. Oh, the music she, is fantastic. Well, but maybe I'm like, there are, well, I guess it's not. I guess the background. I guess it's more like background music. It's not that it's bad. I guess thought I was more pre- prevalent before, and, it, um, and, and, and it's, it's it's a wonderful bed. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not dissing the music at all. It's just I just thought I remember it being more at the forefront at, at some point because there, there are parts in this game where it where it, where it starts to take over and it starts to like really blend with the gameplay. Like there's a um, like the, like when you get to the, the 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 water level essentially, and you restore you restore that part of the island, uh, of the world rather. 
when you're doing this water rush and trying not to drown, the music really spikes up and it really takes over and it really just starts, it adds so much to the game. I guess, And I thought I remember that happening more often than not. Um, I mean, any time, because there are certain kind of set piece moments. I'd say there's probably four or five of them. Um, whether it's a boss battle, an escape, whatever you want, you know, whatever those moments are, I would say it, it sort of takes over at that point, but I don't, um, I remember it sort of being in the same as Yoku's Island Express in that the first half of the game seems to, to, the score is more, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say life, lifelike, that's not the word I'm looking for. It's more powerful. Because then the, the rise and fall of this game um, kind of goes through a a hecticness, and then sort of the as the as you get to the end, it's more mellow and it's sort of more drab at certain points. So then I think the score isn't as uh, powerful, whatever you want to call it. But no, I I it, I remember it being this way. So I don't know. But yeah, I I just want more of it. Is basically this, no, that's this, fair. This, this is where I'm at with that because I'm like it, it sounds very nice. You st- you start to. Uh, like the atmosphere in this game, they nail it. Like just absolutely nail it, and that's that's part of the re- that's part of the reasoning is that the artwork with that music, that that, that kind of soft bed in the background, is it's just it's amazing. So it's like when I notice I miss it, I really do miss it, and then I really I, I really notice that at the set pieces. So I'm hoping that the the sequel has even more. Yeah, I w- from what I understand, it has about double the amount of tracks. Um, but I also know the game is longer, kind of thing. So we'll see how that plays out, kind of thing. Um, but no, yeah, no, I, I I think the presentation in general uh, is sort of the it, it's the thing that you sort of fall in love with immediately, and we sort of said that at the beginning. But it, I I think it really needs to be stated, you know, re reiterated that. This game does not look like anything else. You know, it's got such a unique style that looks so cool and just neat in motion that I would like to see other games try to use the, you know, kind of like I would love to see like a, a Ori spinoff just to, to see more games in this style. And Gareth Coker is the composer um, and he's clearly has a very uh, he's, he's got a grip on what he's trying to do with this game. And, you know, the the sequel sounds very similar, et cetera. So the presentation in general, it, it, it sets a mood and it very much accomplishes of being comp- accomplishes its goal of being something different. Um, if for somehow, if you've never seen this game actually in motion, you've only seen trailers, like that is the game kind of thing. So there is no trickery going on with it. The game really does look how it looks. And to me, I don't think it gets enough credit, honestly. Like I, I, no, when this game when when this game all. came out, like a lot of people were saying, like I was like, no, like this is one of the best looking games ever, and people were like, no, like it looks cool and unique. I was like, no, like I, I genuinely believe the art of this game is cuphead levels of just so unique that it it should be talked about more. But maybe I'm just biased. So no, no, I I actually agree with that uh, to the point where one of my probably my favorite overall thing about I can say about this game is that it's because uh, it's technically an indie game, right? Yes. Technically. Um, yeah. I mean, it is not a large team. You can say right, that. Exactly. Um, yeah. So. so like usually when you get us and, and I've spoke about this before, usually when you get a small team uh, making an, an, an indie game, if you will, 
they focus so much on the look, the style, excuse me, and the overall atmosphere, and they forget about the gameplay. Like we just pl- was it was the game we just played that looks like a painting. Uh, Gris. Yes, Gris. Like it's it's almost like if if Gris had like real compelling gameplay, it would be like Ori level, like. Goodness. Yeah, yeah, you, you can definitely tell it that it's a it is a Metroidvania light. Um sorry, a Pathfinder game light to where it's it very much puts you on a four different paths kind of thing. It's just they don't intertwine the way they do in a Pathfinder game. So Yeah, so the like the best thing I can say about this game is that this is a game that is it was definitely you can almost tell it was designed by gamers for gamers and right. it didn't skip and it didn't skip on they didn't throw all the eggs in one basket like let's just focus on gameplay and the game's going to look okay they didn't focus on the art style and say the music is going to be okay they didn't just focus on the music and say well the gameplay because it might be there it might not this is one of those games where everything really comes together and I'll put it in a category of essentially like 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 to me essentially like a like a like a near perfect game is a game where the developers have a set of goals that they want to accomplish and they accomplish those goals uh they exceed those goals they they accomplish them all and they, or they go above and beyond those goals and this is one of those games that feels that way to me one hundred percent where I think these developers really nailed a lot of what they wanted to nail. And it came out into one cohesive package where the gameplay, the art style, the music is all there and it's all engaging. Yeah. So, I mean, just this Moon Studios is a, if I remember correctly, um, it's got one of the original guys from Blizzard and um, an animator. I don't remember the name. It was, uh, I can't remember. I think it's actually a female. Um, but they sort of started this because the animator was super into animation and like to the point to where they wanted to create something of their own and they needed a graphic designer to help them kind of thing. So that's when they started. So they actually started working on this game in 2011. Um, and it took them four years to to get this game off the ground. And that's a long time, especially for a game, because the game's not terribly long either. It's only, I mean, you can get through it in six, six hours probably. Um, I mean, speedruns of the game are, you know, one to two hours kind of thing. So it's not a long game, but I actually appreciate that because I, I just, I would rather the game be solid for six hours versus, uh, you know, something that's 12 that overstays its welcome kind of thing. And so, yeah, it, but I agree with everything you're saying. So it, it was, Ori was born out of uh, out of a couple of developers that had a an idea and it's something that they really really wanted to do, and I'm actually you know I, I I don't want to sound like I'm I'm a Microsoft shill, but it's like I'm glad that somebody at Microsoft and it Phil Spencer has very much said that you know when he first saw this game he was taken taken aback by it, so maybe it's a passion project of his as well in terms of making sure that these people get the support and everything that they need, but I'm glad somebody found them and was able to support them in the way that they needed. So that way these games could be made uh, because they are very striking and very, very unique. And you, you don't, you just, you, you don't get something like this a lot nowadays. So that's, it's, it's just very cool to see all that. So, well, well that's the thing again, like 
you do and you don't like right. n- not not to this level so. right that's and, that, and that's that's the, that's the important thing i need to uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to stress here is that i this is one of this is one or is one of those games i would have passed on initially if you didn't say no 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 it plays very well because if you just look at the if you just look at the game you'll and you're like me, you're just kind of over the indie games that look nice, have a sweet little message about depression, and then plays, well, doesn't play like anything. Just, there's no gameplay. Uh, this would look like one of those almost, but this is different. This is definitely an, and this is definitely a game where everything comes together. It's for gamers. There's a lot of game in it, and it will it will really test your gaming muscle when it needs to. Yeah, for sure. And it, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want to just keep saying I agree, but yes, no, I agree. Yeah. It's, this game is no joke kind of thing. And like you said, it, it's important that people understand that kind of thing that you're, you're not just getting a, an indie game. You're getting a, a true game that from start to finish is, it's good, you know, and, and it's going to test you like a game should, you know, it, it doesn't rely on gimmicks and all that garbage, I guess you could say. <laughs> so I, I feel like you've been in love with this game for so long that you are trying to temper your own. Uh, no, or, well, it, or it. I think part of it is like I've I've beaten it so many times. Uh, I probably beat it four or five times now that I still love it from start to finish. Um, but I, I mean, to talk about the criticisms of it, I don't have a lot, but. I, the part of it is that we've seen what this team can do now with Will of the Wisps. Now it's not out till tomorrow kind of thing. So we've seen, we can only go based on trailers and stuff like that, but they, they're truly taking it to the next level kind of thing. So it's, it's kind of one of those like, yeah, I really like this, but I didn't even know how much better it could be. So now that I've, I've got the thing that's better, or I've seen the thing that's better. It sort of makes the original, I still love it for what it is and what it does, but the sequel is just so much better that I would almost recommend that one. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, I don't know that that doesn't make sense in my head, but it doesn't make sense out loud either. Just so, yeah. you know. so yes, no, I, th- to say that I am, Ori, Ori in general is one of my favorite IPs, probably like top 10. Like that first game made such an impression on me that, yeah, like I I'm I can call it one of my favorite games and I think everyone should play it kind of thing. Um, but I have a feeling that the sequel and the reviews hit today that Ori was just the start or the Blind Forest was just the start. And this team is capable of so much more. And then when we get to talk about Will the Wisp later this week kind of thing. I think that's probably going to, unless this game totally takes a nosedive when we play it, I just, I have a feeling that's not going to happen, but yeah, I'm sure my excitement will probably come out more than if that makes sense. So. All right. But yeah, no, like, yeah. So do you, criticisms like I, there is a simplicity to this game in terms of the, um, this game is hard, like I said, and it, it tests you and it does, but it really only tests you on like three or four things. You know, the combat in it is not exactly deep. Um, the platforming and stuff is is very much a precision-based thing versus a variety thing. And I think I, I think for some people that could rub them the wrong way. 
Uh, I think they could sort of see it as a one or two trick pony and it sort of just sort of reciprocates that over and over. I don't technically agree, but I can see that argument kind of thing. Um, so if you're looking for a game that's maybe like a Hollow Knight or a uh, Dead Cells where it's not it, – it sort of tests your combat skills in depth, this is not the game for you. Um, this game will not test your combat nearly as much as it's going to test your your platforming skills. So. I wouldn't even take that as a criticism. I think that's just kind of a preference at that point. Like, if, if anything, um, the, uh, my only concern for uh, for anyone looking to play this game is if they like everything, but they might find themselves. Because at, at the end of the day, the, the story is pretty basic. So that's not going to pull you through. The, like, so, like, if you... If you catch a snag or you hit that or if you hit that what I call a gaming high and you're like, okay, I got what I want out of this game, the story may not get, may not pull you through because it's just kind of that's that's just kind of basic. So I'm curious to see where they go for the sequel in terms of this forest. Like what what do we what do, like, like where do you go from here now now that you say the forest? Like what are you doing? So like so that that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Uh I yeah, we we know a little bit, but I have a feeling that the it's not going to be that much different. Right. Um, so we'll see kind of thing. But no, so yeah, so to wrap this up for Game Pass or Pass, I think it's fair to say that we're going to say you should play this. You should pass this one on to your friends. Tell your friends about it. Play it with your friends. Stream it with your friends. Whatever you have to do, play this game. Um, it's... I, I think it's a gem of of this of this generation. So it, it's it's a good find by Microsoft. One of the rare ones because they uh, God knows yeah. they need it. Yeah, but but yeah, I I find it hard to a studio acquisition had to have been in the table at some point, right? Like oh, with then, all these studios that Microsoft is buying, like at some point they had to have went to Moon and be like, "Hey, how much?" And I think Moon has gone on record very, very much saying, "Like, nah, like we're not really interested in that kind of thing." Which you know, good on them. Um, you know, sometimes you don't have to to sell your company to do what you need to do. If you've got a product strong enough, which it seems like they do, Microsoft was more than enough or more than willing to put down enough money to be like, "No, you're going to make this just for us," kind of thing. So, yeah, they've been here, done that, right? So. But no, yes, you should definitely, definitely play Ori and the Blind Forest. So, But that's going to wrap it up for this week. So next week, actually, we're, we're going to do our best to try to record ASAP, uh, life committing, because um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps hits in three hours. You're, you're going to stay up till midnight? Uh, play it all night? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah, totally. Sure. Totally. I mean, once I finish this episode of Love Island, uh, UK. Oh God! It's uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty fascinating. Like uh, I'm, I'm on episode six now. Uh, the, I think the guy, the new guys, came to the island, and then and then it really causes some drama with the girls. Unless there's a monkey on this island, I don't <laughs> care. So, but no. So and a little bit more housekeeping. Um, so we have decided that. We have talked to a couple of our listeners, or I have. Um, Basher doesn't like anyone, so. Um, Including you. It's true. And they have basically sort of requested um, or suggested that maybe we should dabble in stuff that is not on Game Pass. And this is something that you and I, at one point, um, 
Let me try that again. So the feedback that we've gotten is that the main thing that people like about this show is that the format, the the simplicity and the focus on a single game. Um, you and I had talked about possibly starting another show that was basically the exact same as this in terms of the format in that we just focus on a game or two. We don't, you know, they're shorter episodes, 30 to 45 minutes, and we would sort of do them as they come out. But the problem with that is that we don't know if we're going to get every new game and sometimes um, time permitting, et cetera, we wouldn't be able to cover something. Yeah, um, and on top of that, and uh, since we're since we're talking about it uh, out loud, if you will, I mean, when when I was doing my own podcast back in the day, it was kind of like to stay on top of this stuff is uh, stressful in, in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, and it, and um, on top of and then I don't know for me uh, personally, what I enjoy so much about this podcast is that it's I. Like there's 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 weeks I don't know what I'm going to play. There's there there's weeks where I'm surprised. Uh, right. But with when you when you have to play all the new titles to come out, I mean, not to sound like a grumudge, like all grumudge, but uh, I don't need like we don't need to do a, an episode of Call of Duty. Like I don't. Right. I don't well, that. I mean oh. it. Look, gaming can be stupid boring at times. Like it, it's a it's an industry that. I don't want to say rewards, but it is very much an industry that the big thing is usually a sequel, you know? And so it's hard to get um, excited about some of this stuff. Whereas with, with game pass or pass, we have the ability to be excited because we don't know what we're getting into sometimes, but we also have the ability to sort of discover games that people haven't really played. And that that's always, you know, the coolest thing is when you can pick up, whether it's a movie, whether it's a video game, whether it's food, you pick up something that you're not sure about and it, it ends up being way better than you expected. So it's also mm, interesting when it's way worse than you expected. Right, right. Or yeah, you pick up something you think you're going to love and then you just, you hate it kind of thing. So that was it, talking that out kind of thing. But then you also look at like the release schedule for March. You know, you've got Animal Crossing and Doom on the same day. You have Ori a couple days before. You've got Half Life Alex three days after that. You've got Final Fantasy. Like, it also it, comes in waves. It's like, realistically, we're not going to play all of those. And then, like, and my, and my, my thing is also the, the, one of the great things about this podcast, I mean, the whole premise of it is, do you, do you pass it? Do you pass it on to your friends? Do you just pass on by it? Right. Um, and the thing, the thing with the big titles, to me, there's no point in talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake. You already pre-ordered that game. Like you, it's, right. it's already coming to you. The same with um, the Call of Duty. It's the same with uh, the Battlefields. The same with any big blockbuster game. You're probably already getting it. You're not gonna. You're not going to wait for. I don't think anyone waits for a review on a big blockbuster game. Well, and, so, yeah, and and if they do, it, let's be honest, it's not going to be from you or you or me. Right. Like they're going to IGN. They're going to GameSpot. Like just in terms of an audience, the people that are listening to this podcast are new game pass subscribers or people that are like you and I, and that it's not always just the industry having the, the hot new thing is what they're interested in. They're interested in the industry itself in all of the games, but there's so many that it's impossible to play them all kind of thing. So they, 
they are looking for a way to absorb more information about games that they don't know about kind of thing. Um, yeah, and that's like you said, yeah, that, that's the strength of this show kind of thing. So, so think, think about it out loud. The two, the two, um, things that would get, that, that would, that would make me think to add games, not on game pass to this show is either a, that one, that one of us are, is, is either of us are really interested in the upcoming title. Like, uh, like, like for you, for example, Doom, like for Doom Eternal, like that, that's, that's a big one and personal to you personally. Or if the fans themselves, listeners themselves request a certain title, if enough, if we get enough of those and I'm okay doing it, or if one of us is heavily looking towards the game, then I'm okay doing it. But I'm not really a big fan of doing covering each major release just in general. You already right. know if you get if you get Animal Crossing Animal Crossing is it Animal Crossing? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. You already know if you're getting that. Like you like it's, it's, you don't you're not you're not waiting for a review from anybody at that point. Right. And all that is to say we're gonna be doing an episode on Doom, Doom Eternal. <laughs> right. Um and and so it was at a request that we cover something new. Um and I I don't think it's been it's not a secret. Doom is my all-time favorite series, um, so I obviously am looking forward to Doom Stupid. Eternal. It should be Sonic. So, well, Sonic should 06. Two hundred million uh, at the box office, man. Like you can't beat it. Doom made like nine, <laughs> one of the biggest <laughs> flops in like history. Um, but no, so and I also like personally for me, I, 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 the idea of if a, if the fans requested a game, I, I still would be sort of hesitant. Thing, but at least with Doom Eternal, we covered Doom. You know, like we, we were able to, we can tie it into the show at in some capacity that we played Doom, so therefore we can talk about Doom Eternal kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so that will be coming. Uh, so we're going to do our best to get Ori and the Will of the Wisps out ASAP. It will be hopefully before next Tuesday, and then so next week we won't have an episode. Um, but Doom Eternal hits next Friday, so then that following Tuesday. Uh, our normal schedule will resume and we're going to go with Doom Eternal. So the long-winded way of saying, look forward to a Doom Eternal episode at the request of the fans. So, but all right, that's going to do it for Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, we have decided on you should play that game. So not to get that confused with the last eight minutes of the show, but so play Ori and the Blind Forest and we will see you next week with Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Wisps. Wisps, wisps, wisps,